Hey everyone, it's your old pal Amelia. Now, those of you who follow us on social media or who listened to the last episode know that Pitney came down with a case of the COVID right after his quick trip to Texas the week of my birthday. He's better now, thanks for asking, but because he was sick, I just sort of handled this episode myself. So there's some new stuff and a couple old things I dusted off from the early days of the show. It's good. You'll like it. attention to celebrity stuff but I'm on social media all the time because I run you know the show accounts and stuff so I I'm just aware of things that are going on and most of the time the things that are going on with celebrities as I'm making bunny ear air quotes um I don't know who the hell these people are and um god was it a week ago how long uh, I don't know. I, I don't know when this story started, but it was it was a non-story to begin with, and it should have gone away. It just, it just should have gone away. It just should have gone away like any other non-story. But it didn't, because motherfuckers wouldn't shut up. Um... And the more it continued, the more it pissed me off. And I realized that there's a possibility that even after I've recorded this, more things could happen that'll infuriate me even more. But I'm going to try really hard to have this be the only time I talk about it. Because God damn it. I mean, on the one hand, I don't fucking care. But on the other hand, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off that I have to know about this shit. So there exists in the world a celebrity um, named Jojo Siwa. And some of you probably know who that is. But possibly some of you are blissfully unaware of who Jojo Siwa is, and I apologize to you if you had if you've never heard that name before, and I'm ruining your life right now. Um, I mean, honestly, there, this is not her fault. Um, it she it's not her fault for existing. It's not her fault that she is the level of celebrity that she is, or that. Sometimes she says or does things and the world finds it incredibly important. But the important thing in terms of me is that I didn't know who the fuck she was. And I may have first seen her name. I don't know if I saw a name first or if I saw a picture first of like 
a ridiculously smiley child in technicolor vomit clothing with a big fucking blonde ponytail on the top of her head. Just with this, a very, what I considered at the time to be a very fake looking smile. And I've since realized it's just her face. And actually there's nothing wrong with her, but because now that she's like an adult, she's actually fine. She's perfectly fine. She's adorable, but she had to get rid of all that shit. She had to stop being that to be like a normal human. But I would see the name Jojo and that person. And I would be like, what the fuck is a Jojo Siwa? And it would make me angry. And I would be like curious enough to ask the question, but not curious enough to Google her because I didn't care because as far as I was concerned, she was no one, nothing personal Jojo. I'm sure you're lovely, but in more recent, you know, months, whatever. Um, I think it was, I think it was when, uh, she ended up on like dancing with the stars and I was like, Oh, so she's a star now. And I was like, who, who the fuck? And I guess I looked her up. I guess I Googled her or something and found out, Oh, she was one of the kids on dance moms. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like shame people who watch dance moms because I watch toddlers and tiaras, you know, I know those kids, <laughs> you know, so I, I can't, you know, I can't fault someone for being obsessed with a show like Dance Moms. However, I don't understand why one of the children on that show would become like the breakout star. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess she's a dancer and I guess I've heard more recently that she also is a singer, I guess, because after she came out as, uh, as a lesbian, um, suddenly she's finding herself sort of ostracized from the Nickelodeon, like kids choice awards or whatever those things are. And like, they won't let her be on the show anymore, but they're using her music. And as, as those words are coming out of me, I kind of hate myself a little bit because why do I know this? Um, you know, I, my brain doesn't have the capacity to, you know, learn algebra fully, but for some fucking reason, I, I know that about Jojo Siwa. Anyway, so apparently there's this thing where on, okay, look, I, you know, I look at TikTok from time to time and I know that there are times when someone will make a little TikTok video and they're just inexplicably just making statements and just saying their opinions about things and they're just little quick, short things. And for some reason, people get real excited about it. I prefer things that are a little more 
content and more interesting, but apparently JoJo recently put up a TikTok video where she was answering like questions about celebrities, like who's your celebrity crush? So celebrity, this celebrity, that, and, um, reportedly not like I went to go look because I don't care. That's the important thing through all of this. You have to understand. I don't care through at every stage of this. I did not care enough to, to look because I don't care. So one of the questions was who's the rudest celebrity. And from what I understand, she, in this video, she's holding her phone in her hand and for just like a split second, the screen of her phone points towards the camera and then she turns it away. And supposedly the person on the screen is Candace Cameron. Or I guess I should say Candace Cameron Bure, I think is how it's pronounced because of course it is because why would she marry someone with a normal last name? You know, that little bitch from full house whose brother is the horrible Kirk Cameron, who we have ripped to shreds on this show at least once, if not a couple times for just being a horrible, horrible human. Um, and she's not much better, frankly. I mean, he's already a sorry excuse for a human. And then she's the lesser Cameron. So, you know, she's trying as hard as she possibly can to get all the attention she can. So, and, and, and I should say that this video that Jojo did on TikTok. I mean, the way it was described, it almost was like she was trying not to show the picture, but I guess maybe if you're, a quote celebrity on TikTok, you are contractually obligated to answer all questions in full. And you have to, you have to say who the rudest celebrity is. Like you have to, like she couldn't just edit that out. Like she had to put it on TikTok. I don't know. I don't understand what actually happened, but the way it was described, it sounded pretty much like a non story. But, and it, it also reportedly happened so fast that no one could really see it except for people who cared so much to know who the rudest celebrity was, according to Jojo Siwa, that they must have saved the video off of TikTok so that they could do a frame by frame advance to really, really look. And I'm also imagining that, you know, it's like, Vis trying to visualize a person on my phone screen and they are themselves holding a phone means that the, the image that I'm seeing is actually very, very small. Having to be able to figure out that the image on that screen is Candace Cameron of all people, uh, who, who's going to all this trouble, but apparently it was her and some people decided to post on their social media, making a really huge deal out of it. And of course this alerted 
Ms. Cameron Bure, who, if she was a normal adult with, you know, self-esteem and better things to do, um, she would have just gone on with her day. Because who cares what JoJo Siwa thinks? And it's just a silly TikTok video and who gives a shit? Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Not Candace Cameron Bure. She had to lose her fucking mind over it and contact Jojo and not only have a whole conversation with her, but she then had to go to her own Instagram. And the reason why I know this is because she went to the fucking, she made sure that the media knew about it. Like, I think it was a news story that popped up from like people.com or some crap through a news feed on my phone. Candace Cameron made goddamn sure that we knew that she talked to Jojo Siwa and cleared the air because she could not stand the thought that someone thought she was rude. Um, so they talked about what happened and apparently what, apparently however many years ago it would have been, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. I don't know. When did Fuller House, when did they start doing that Fuller House thing? Six, seven years ago? I don't know. Um, it was some sort of like, I guess maybe the premiere of that, I guess, because it was some sort of red carpety thing and Jojo was there for some reason. And the stars of Fuller House, including Candace, were like taking pictures with everyone who was there. And Jojo was like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And Candace said no. Or maybe she said not right now or something. But it was very obvious to Jojo that Candace was taking pictures with every other fucking person who was there. And she was like, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, maybe. And so she kind of took that as a bit of a slight. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world and she was just answering a question to the stupid TikTok thing about who's the rude celebrity. And I mean, if that's the if that's the rudest thing she had, then that means that she's been having a pretty good experience with, you know, celebrities so far that people have been generally pretty nice to her. But apparently she just had to answer that question and logically why would she think that anything would come of that? Except that, of course, Candace Cameron could not let that shit go. And, of course, had to go to her own Instagram and do like a five minute fucking video telling the world that she's not rude and that Jojo actually thinks she's awesome. And, oh, no, we're totally best friends now and we're going to get like matching bracelets and stuff because Jojo loves me so much now. 
and of course Jojo's in the meantime like I, I don't really care like you know Candace Cameron cannot get enough attention about this and at that stage I'm thinking okay well now the story's over right now the story's over because now the, the initial story that was stupid should have been it but Candace Cameron had to get her stupid fucking 10 minutes of attention. So now she got it. So now we're done, right? We're done. We're done. Right? Oh no. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull up. There it is. I'll just read this. Berets. 23-year-old daughter Natasha posted a note to Siwa on her Instagram story Thursday. Respectfully, someone saying no to taking a photo with you is not a rough experience. This generation is so sensitive and has no backbone, Natasha wrote, according to Us Weekly. There are bigger issues in this world than this. She reportedly added, grow up. Um, Natasha, may I have a word? Fuck you. Fuck all the way off, Natasha. Jojo just made a casual casual remark. She didn't make a big deal about anything. You're fucking cunt of a mother who can't let anything go made it into a big deal. And now you, Natasha, who is 23 and is in the same generation as the people that you're saying are so sensitive. Um, that's your generation, dear. And you're the one who's being butthurt because you're pissed off that someone upset your mommy. When really it's your mommy. Your mommy was a bitch to a little girl and then when the little girl had the nerve to mention it, like 10 years later, your mommy was a bitch again by refusing to let that shit go until that little girl told the world, no, 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 Candace Cameron is a wonderful, wonderful person and we're all good and we're great and we're total besties. You and your fucking family, the entire Cameron family. You are horrid, horrid people. And you all need to learn how to shut the fuck up because no one asked you. Do not make me defend Jojo Siwa, who I really, it must be clear, I really don't care about. Although, she is, you know, a cute little baby lesbian. I mean, she is adorable. Since she cut that fucking ponytail off. And she stopped dressing 
like fucking Punky Brewster. But my God, you people are so horrible that you're making me want to like go to the mat for Jojo Siwa. When really, I don't even want to know that Jojo Siwa exists. No offense, Jojo. I'm sure you're lovely. But God damn it. This is why we can't have nice things. And this is why I hate people. I mean, you know, I want to have all this loving kindness and shit. You know, I want to be a Buddhist. But people like the the Candace Camerons of the world really make it hard to have loving kindness for the other people that I have to share this fucking planet with. Because God damn it. God damn it. Fuck you. Fuck you, Candace Cameron and your fucking daughter. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and fuck Kirk Cameron while we're at it. I know he hasn't done anything lately, but you know what? Fuck you. You, I'm sure you've been an asshole within the last week or two anyway. I'm sure you've really been horrible to somebody. So fuck off Kirk Cameron too. Just all, all of the Camerons. Just go to hell. All of you. My name is Paige and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can turn into nightmares. Join me as I tell you about horrific reveries on the Reverie True Crime Podcast, wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. So now it's time for fabulous bits from the past. We're setting the Wayback Machine all the way to January of 2018. My God, that was a whole nother world back then. Did you know that back then we recorded sitting in the same room sharing a single microphone? Sometimes you can really tell. Anyway, this first bit here comes from an episode called Superfluous Ethnic Joke. And it's where my story about navigating the subway system in Manhattan reminded Pitney of a Verity Noslin story. And it's even back when we still used the Verity theme song. Enjoy. Although one of my favorite things in New York, speaking of the whole, you know, popping above ground like a groundhog and then going back underground again. um, When I, the first time I rode the subway by myself, I, I started feeling a little too confident and then I looked down at something and then the next time I looked up I had overshot my I had overshot my stop by like 50 blocks. Oh no. <laughs> because on the subway you go 50 blocks really fast. <laughs> and I didn't realize until later because it's like I was trying I was going to um, the Natural History Museum. And that's like somewhere near 100th and I ended up like 150th. So people who, when I said, oh, well, and you know, and they were like, well, what did you do? When I was telling people that they were freaking out and I'm like, well, I got out and I, because luckily I had been paying attention to how it works 
And I knew you have to go up the stairs and across and down. You yeah. go on the up, you go to the other side, and you take the southbound train. Back, yeah. This is not this is not rocket science. This is this is very basic. But people were freaking out because I had gone. I I didn't even realize it because I didn't go above uh-huh. above ground. I was in Harlem. Uh huh. But it's like even if I'd gone above ground, I would have been oh cool. I'm in Harlem. Yeah. That I I hate when people just yeah. go. Oh, you were where? Oh, it's like, what? What the fuck is right? Even, even people who are normally reasonable, they get afraid for you for something that didn't happen. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you could have been murdered. Why would I have been murdered? You could be murdered. God, nowadays you could be murdered going to the mall and movie theater. I mean, the, why the worry about it? The owner of this house was murdered in this house. Yeah. You just. There's no reason to walk around afraid of being murdered all the time. No. Why, you know? Oh my God, I don't understand people. <laughs> but but you were you were in Harlem, but there are blacks there. You know, it's like it's like because you know that's what they're actually saying, and it's just like what is wrong with you? See, and that leads us to Verity. Oh yeah, my favorite. <laughs> The world according to Verity. I love this story. Oh my god! The Verity story that we have not shared because it's kind of appalling, but it's so fucking. It's you guys, so you guys appalling. know Verity well enough by now that I think I think you can find this as amusing as we do. Because she's so anyway, she's Verity. So me, Verity <laughs> Noslin, and Trisha von Lichtenstein. Oh god, yes. Went to. I'm trying to think. It was either. I think you were in San Francisco, weren't we were, you? It was in San Francisco, but I don't remember if it was after being at the Renaissance Festival or after being at a Creation Con. It was one of the two. I think it was Ren Fair. Really? And you were in. The, you were in the in the city. Yeah. After being oh, okay. So it was either Creation Con or so. We were on our way back from okay. the Renaissance Festival, which remember was right over the Golden Gate Bridge in Novato. Oh God, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I never, I never went there. One yeah. of the two, yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, we had gone to this party, and it was like, you know, a fan party. There was a lot of people from LOR there, oh, Doctor yes. Who fan club. You know, it was people yes. that we knew or we met. But yeah. this person, of course, because we were all young at the time, and right, they didn't. It wasn't the best neighborhood, but it was, you know, whatever. They lived in the neighborhood like they, they can afford. This, yeah, you know, this con geek. Party that were they in like the tenderloin or something? It may have been. I don't even remember. Yeah. But of course, San Francisco being San Francisco, we had there was no fucking parking, so we had to park where we parked. Right. And walk up, and the whole time Verity Noslin was really she didn't want to go because she didn't like the neighborhood because there you know because when if it wasn't suburban San Jose she was terrified. Right. And if it wasn't Christian white people or con people, she was terrified. Right. And it had nothing to do with black, Mexican. It was just a general. Whatever. It was like. A general fear. Nothing specific. Yeah. She just hated anybody that wasn't like. That wasn't like her. What? Like white church going con people. That was her world. Right. Right. And I just, she was like, the whole time she was very nervous. She's like, I don't like this. (laughs) I don't like this. I don't like this. Maybe we shouldn't go. I don't like this. There's going to be men. They're going to be black. I don't like this. No, wait. Wasn't there a third line? Yes. Okay. She lived in let's, constant fear of okay, let's, rape. Okay, let's, 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 let's do all three. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be men. They're, They're going to be, be black. black. They're, They're going to rape, rape me. me. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much, but I do. Because it's so it's stupid. So stupid. <laughs> oh god. watched Our Flag Means Death. And honestly, if you haven't by now, shame on you. If you've seen at least the first episode where Wee John says it's lame that they don't even have a flag like proper pirates, so Steed decides that it's crafts time and has all the crew make cool flags with the idea that they'll vote on the one they like best. And they're all just awesome and very scary, but also really cute. And one of them is a skeleton holding his own head in his hands. Well, that, my friends, is something known as a cephalophore, or dude who carries his own head around. And would you believe there's more than one saint who's a cephalophore, who walked around holding their own head in their hands? Now, some of them have stories like Saint Osith, who, after being beheaded, picked up her head and carried it to the local convent where she collapsed and then died. Or one version of the Apostle Paul's martyrdom tells that his severed head yelled out Jesus Christ 50 times before it shut the hell up, and later his body turned to let his head be put back into place. It's nuts, y'all. And there are probably a dozen more saints who went for headless walks. But the one I want to talk about today is St. Denis of Paris. Now, Denis is special because of how he's depicted in art. Usually he's wearing bishop's robes, which is common among saints. But being dressed as a bishop means a big mitre, which is that tall popey hat. So the head often has the big old hat on it. And even though he's dressed super nice, sometimes they'll put like a little fountain of blood spewing up out of his neck because that's classy. But the thing about saints, they've got halos. And where does the halo go when your head isn't up on your neck? Does the halo float up over his body where his head should be? Or does it follow the head to where it's resting in his hands? Depending on the artist's vision, could be either way. But even weirder with Dennis is how much head should he have? You see, it turns out that when Dennis was beheaded, they kind of took a little off the top first and then the rest of the head. So there are paintings and stained glass windows from the 13th century where he's got most of his head still sitting on his neck, 
but from like the eyebrows up is lopped off and is in his hands and he's holding it like a prized pyrex or something all smiling like hey got my head here dirt and all this craziness is appropriate when you're trying to let us know that this is a dude who got his head chopped off and then he picked it up and strolled for several miles along a street that became known as la rue des martyrs the head preaching a sermon about repentance until finally the body reached a nice spot to bury his head where he just plopped down and finally died for real oh and that rue des martyrs it is totally trendy and gentrified now Trey Gauche, if you ask me. Okay, hi, it's me again. Now this one, also from January 2018, is from the episode The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Chafing. Honestly, I can't remember why we called it that. I think it had something to do with later Hosen. But this bit kicked off that episode, and it's all about those things you see in thrift stores that you wish you bought, but for whatever reason, you didn't. And you spend the rest of your life regretting that decision. Every time I go to this one uh, Salvation Army store, it's one of those huge Salvation Army kind of warehouse stores. Every time I go in there, I always look to the left, which is where they have a lot of artwork hanging. Mm -hmm. Because many years ago... I was in there when I had no money and I saw a painting that has stayed with me for the rest of my life. It was a painting of a drag queen, or should I say it was a man with a mustache. It was like a portrait. So like shoulders up, Uh short hair, mustache, makeup, earrings and a necklace lovely fabulous and it's fucking fabulous (laughs) because there's nothing better than drag with a mustache it was it was amazing and i had no money and it breaks my heart that i don't own it i just hope that whoever bought it that it's hanging in their home and i hope that someday i meet someone and i go to their house for the first time and there it is oh that would be fabulous because i would it would be like a sign that I have to be friends with them for the rest of my life because it's the most amazing thing I ever saw in a thrift store. It's like it got away from me. You know, I, I, my heart wants it, but it's, it's oh, somewhere else. I know it's out fabulous. there somewhere, but I wish I could have bought it, but I didn't. Do you remember the legendary Spock on Velvet? Oh, wait. I don't know. I have I have a picture in my head, but tell me. It was like, I don't, was it me and Anne that saw it? Or me and my ex that saw it? I don't know. But it was like, it was Spock on a cloud with a rainbow, and it was painted on velvet. Oh, God. Wow. And never wow. will be seen again. Will never be seen again. And God only knows oh. where that is now. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, that actually, that actually is in my head. All of a sudden, my brain just went to Westercon. Westercon of what year would that have been? Two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. Where we, um, yes, yeah. 
I remember sitting in a, we were in a party and talking to a guy and we were talking about fabulous fan art. We were just talking about the kind of art you see at conventions uh-huh. back when conventions still had art shows and stuff. Oh, you know, God, I miss those I know. days. Me too. But, um, and he was telling me about something that, that he wished he had bought, but never saw again. And Spock on a cloud is what reminded me because it was Spock and Elvis on a cloud looking down upon the Las Vegas skyline. Oh my. I don't know why Spock was there, but there was a tear. Uh, it was like looking down mournfully upon Las Vegas with a tear. And it's just like, oh wow, my. that's amazing. But I, every once in a while, I'll type in those kinds of search uh, words, and I never, I never see it. You know what like I've it. never, my, I still fantasize about this painting. You know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, God. I think oh! it was at WorldCon. I think it was WorldCon. In the WorldCon in San Antonio? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And... It was a furry painting. Oh, yes. And it was it was a forest setting. Yeah. And there was a there was like a woman who was you know was she a fox maybe? I think one was a fox and I think the other one may have been a skunk. Yeah, one was a fox. Yes, one was a fox and one yes, cuz the skunk was sitting. Yes. And, I'm like and, on a log. Yes, right? and was yes. obviously talking to the fox who was standing. Yes. And the fox woman had her hand like below her throat with this shocked, open mouth expression, like, oh my God. And the only thing that I could think of was the skunk must have just outed herself as a lesbian (laughs) and was expressing her love love for the fox. And I wanted that thing so bad. And I remember I kept, I must have gone back to look at it. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Like 15 times. Oh, my God. That art show was so and great. And I have never seen it again. Mm-hmm. And I've actually scoured the internet. Oh, I have. Furry art. Oh, yeah. Fox and skunk. Fo- I mean, I, no way am I ever going to see that again. But God damn it. I have a, I have I a good friend. I still think about it. I have a good friend who who's a furry and has a huge collection on his computer of furry art and stuff. And I have described that picture to him and he he went through like Oh, to see if he had it. He and he was like he was like, It wouldn't surprise me. I'll let you know if I find it and he didn't he didn't have it either. And I'm like, it's totally something he would have had. I'll never ever see that again, but I should have bought it because I would still have it up. I would still have it. Oh my god, I know. (laughs) It, It was so cute. It was so cute, and they were so pretty, and, and it, it just, was just it, adorable. It was just so evocative of so many different things. <laughs> and if it hadn't been furry, if it had just been two women, it wouldn't have been as wonderful. It was wonderful because it was furry. Oh, yeah, and I just, I can I can see it in my mind, the look of shock on the fox's face. And she was so cute. <laughs> she was so cute. And it wasn't like angry, disgusted shock. It was just like... It was just that wide-eyed Disney shock. That <gasps> Yeah, yes. My stars. And I wonder what the conversation was about. Oh, my God. I know. You may have been onto something with the lesbian It could thing. have been that. It could have been gossip. Maybe the True. Skunk, maybe the skunk was confessing to adultery. Or maybe that maybe the skunk 
you know, heard something about the fox's best friend and was, you know. Oh, yes. I have to know what was really going on in that conversation. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) You know, years ago, I had this idea for a party and it kind of, it kind of goes along with kind of like that white elephant gift exchange thing. But the whole point of the party was that you were supposed to bring something horrible. And it was, it had to be something just appallingly awful that you bought at a dollar store. And the, and the reason why I came up with that idea was because one day I was in a dollar store and of course the fact that I didn't make this purchase in a dollar store, I mean, it was cheap. It, it cost nothing. And it's still in my head and no one else saw it. And I just, you know, you just have to believe that this is true. Sometimes when you're in a dollar store, there'll be like a section. And this is like before there was Dollar General and Dollar Tree. This is like the the, the true everything's 99 uh-huh. cent store. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. This is the true dollar store. And you'll have like these just rows of shelves of figurines. You know, and it's like, you know, artwork, knickknacks for your, for your home. And some of it'll be religious, but like a little, you know, the painting job will be a little off. Like their eyes, like the dot for their eyes is slightly off and, (laughs) and they're kind of cross-eyed or whatever. And just, they're what, you know, just wonderfully off-brand kind of shit. But there was a collection of dog figurines like that kind of shiny glossy porcelain Mm -hmm. and they were you know like some of them were you know like sitting up like begging and some of them were in like a little playful pose and some of them were you know what some you know scratching their ear or whatever and i'm not kidding when i say that one of them was licking themselves wow with a leg up Uh. and (laughs) it was so ridiculous it was just like even within the context of all the others like even if it was i have a collection of just granted that's what dogs do but yes it's kind of but that's not you know that's not when you take a picture of your dog that's not the way you want to remember (laughs) your dog but wow but it was a figurine and it's not and because it wasn't just one because it wasn't a thrift store Mm -hmm. it was a store store so there was like 20 of them all on the shelf and I should have bought one. Oh god yes because why didn't I buy it <laughs> I'm not above that it would have looked just magnificent oh, on my, my mantle <laughs> I mean why 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 didn't I buy it it got away yes you know and it's not it's not just like it's it's I mean a lot of times it's thrift store things because it'll be like the time when I was in high school and at the Goodwill, it was a like a silvery gray, like tuxedo with tails, like just like just the coat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it did fit me, but I didn't. I really didn't have money, and it was probably fifteen or twenty dollars, even at a Goodwill. And I wanted it so bad. I don't know what the hell I thought I was going to do with it. I mean, because it wasn't black. If it was black, I could have worn it as a Rocky Horror thing, but it was silvery gray. I don't know what I was thinking, but I still, but I, I still remember it. I remember trying it on and sighing, <laughs> you know, oh. like, oh, I don't have $20. You know, I just, that kind of stuff I know. breaks my heart. I know. God, I'm trying to, there, you, you know, there's been millions of things that I've seen that I've desperately wanted that I couldn't afford and can't think oh, of yeah. anything right now. 
Oh, that one time we were in that um, thrift slash vintage shop in San Antonio, and it was like a it was like a jumpsuit. It was like a disco jumpsuit, and you were trying oh, it on yes. over your clothes. You tried it on over oh. your clothes, and it was just a little bit too oh, small. Oh, yes. Oh, God, I wanted it, because it looked like Desiree. It was like Desiree from Vice Academy. Yes. I, I, it's Okay, Desiree. Oh, God, she was amazing. Her jumpsuit was purple satin with um, that was low in the front with lapels and big shoulder pads. And shoulder pads. pads. And then the legs... They had were that very They're poofy, but well, pegged. Well, they were poofy, but pegged. It's like yeah. like they were gathered at the bottom, mm-hmm. almost like a cuff, like a poofy sleeve oh, would be almost. But God, the, like, it was fabulous. And that was totally Desiree's uh, jumpsuit at that store. And oh, oh my, oh my God, that no, was, but that I was heartbreaking. Have, I do have a purple and blue striped jumpsuit that's evocative of Desiree, but it's knit. It's really not the same. But I, yeah, I really, It, it really... has to have some shine. <laughs> God damn it, that was fabulous. <laughs> and it was, just, you know, it, it just, being in that store, and, you know, it's not like, you, it, you had no reason to go into a, a dressing room. You were trying it on right there in yes, the middle of the store. Yes, I was, and it was fabulous. Remember we were, like, yelling and laughing, and they were oh. like, can we help you? It's <laughs> like, oh, God. And if it had fit... Oh, I totally would have bought it. I think you might have worn it out of the store. I think we might have, that yeah, might have been your outfit for the rest of the day. Although you didn't have any pumps to go with it at the time, so it wouldn't have looked right. It for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Maybe we shouldn't go, I don't like this.